Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. Just a quick reminder, this show comes in two formats. Real talk, just me and the mic talking about what's happening in the world and how it impacts your business, and success talks, where I have the honor and privilege to interview people at the top of their respected industry, and they share with you what has made them successful in their journey. And today is a success talk, and I'd like to welcome Chad Hines to the show. He is the best-selling author of Achieve Your Apex. Amazing book. You need to get it. Ketchup Can't Hurt for the children that are out there. Great book. Bought it for my kids. Co-host of the Win Make Give podcast, as well as host of the 15-Point Plan podcast. He's also a great friend. He's been a coach of mine, a mentor. We could probably spend 20 minutes talking about how I know Chad. He's just a great person. And you're going to get a lot out of the show today. Chad, welcome. <laughs> Jeremy, that's uh, it's got to be one of the best intros I've ever. I'm just going to keep playing that. Maybe put that on my voicemail when you know people call in <laughs> or something. Thank you for the introduction. You've set the bar way too high for what's about to come. Yeah, I, I, I kind of realized that as it happened. I was like, okay, what, wait till I get to know Chad for real, and then, <laughs> then people are going to leave the show. So uh, all kidding aside, it's going to be a great show. A couple of topics we're going to talk on today, Chad's an expert in, and I think it's going to be really important, though. I, you know, I, I coach real estate agents. I also coach small business owners. This can apply both in your personal life and your business life. And so anybody that's listening today, don't tune out because I think you're going to find some nuggets that are going to, going to move you forward in your journey. Uh, so Chad, let's, let's jump right in. Goals. First of all, what is a goal? Goals, a target that you are hoping to reach. And yes, I use the word hoping, right? Uh, it's a target you're hoping to reach. Yeah. Kind of an educated guess, right? Yep. Yep. There's no and facts behind a goal. That's a good goal. Nope. And should you have a million goals, one goal, 10 goals? Like how many goals should you have? That's a great question, Jeremy, because so many people come up with so many goals. Uh, it was, boy, what was the book? God, just skipped my head. Um, 40X, I think, is, is where they talked about it. Uh, and they showed the studies that said people who had seven or more goals on average achieved zero of them. Right. And what it ends up coming down to is people who had one to two goals usually achieve one to two goals. People who had that three to six range in there, they achieved zero to one of their goals. So, Jeremy, narrow focus. When it comes to goals, don't go out and set lots of goals. Here's the thing I'm also going to hint at. And I know you're going to bring stop setting annual goals. Annual goals are ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I, I coach a lot of my my clients on schedule, you know, we've talked about scheduling a lot in our coaching conversations yep. and getting too far out in front of a business that's constantly changing. Uh, the market's evolving. There's a lot of things. There's tech that's falling into to place. There's so many things that are changing so rapidly to set an annual goal. I, I think it's 
you talk about an educated guess, it's it really, you might as well go play slots um, at a casino where the house always wins. Absolutely. Jeremy, I, I did a workshop last year and this is going to be my new annual workshop uh, and I call it uh, dream big, act small, right? You can have the big dreams. You can have that 10 year vision. You can have that one year dream, whatever it's going to be, but you got to act small because as you said, and I don't care what industry you're in, every industry is volatile. Nobody in January of 2020, when they set their annual goals, saw COVID coming, right? Nobody saw it was coming. And then nobody saw what was going to happen in regards to this. And nobody saw that. And then no one saw what was going to happen in the elections and how it would impact this or impact that. You can't plan that far ahead because you can't truly see that far ahead. You can dream that far ahead. You can't set goals that far, though. Well, I think, too, some of the things that you brought up, you have no control over, essentially. Yep. And so when you're setting goals and those type of things happen, you're not able, you don't have any control over those to begin with. No. I mean, have you ever had a plan to go even just on a weekend vacation and then your kid got sick? Right. You had, okay. Right. You canceled the cruise. There you go. Right. You have no control over that stuff that's going to happen in your world because it's going to happen. So you have to have short term goals that you're working towards because they're not as random a guess, right? It's not as much of a swag as my dad would say, right? They are closer and I could see, I know what my weight is. Yes, it would be wonderful to say, I'm going to lose X number of pounds by the end of the year. I don't know what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. I'm a, a an eater when something goes wrong. That, that's my nature is to eat. Okay, so when my puppy passed away, when we had to put, right? Food, here we go. That's going to solve it for me. Yet I can work on a, okay, I'm going to be this weight by the end of the month, or I'm going to be this weight by the end of the week, because now I can realistically set a plan to achieve that, right? And if I don't achieve that goal, okay, I, I didn't at least waste 12 months getting there. It was a month. Something happened, which threw me off. Now let me pivot and reset a goal. Yeah, you said eater, and all I could think about was my infatuation with brisket. So yes. I, I kind of tuned out, but yes, those are great points. Um, so yes, um, short term, you know, don't get too far out nope. and be willing. I think there's also has to be a willingness to adjust. There has to be. You can't be stubborn on a goal. So many people set a goal and then just really as soon as they set it, they look for reasons that they didn't achieve it. You have to be willing to adjust a goal. I, I almost never believe you should adjust a goal down, right? You should adjust activities up, right? You definitely have to adjust goals up uh, or down, right? Whichever way is the positive way, like weight loss, you want to adjust it down, of course. Uh, you've got to be in a position that you can adjust because it's never going to work out like you think. You just have to have the plan that gets you where you thought you could go and then reevaluate before you move forward for that next plan. Okay, so before we get some to some specific strategies on how to do that, yep. uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions because we're we're at the midpoint. We've actually crossed the midpoint of the year. So we're coming up. And in the real estate world, it's actually what we're doing in the next 30, 45 days is Absolutely. really we're we're in the fourth quarter already, yes. mentally. Correct. Right? And so we're looking at our goals today. What do you tell somebody that is not on track for their let's say they set an annual goal? And they're not tracking it right now. Yeah. And they're not tracking it in the sense that they're not tracking or as in they're not on track for it. Not on track for it. 
Okay. Well, one, I'm going to say, let's take this annual goal and reevaluate it, right? Did you set a goal that was completely unrealistic in the first place? Because you didn't know what the market would do. You didn't know what this was going to do. You didn't know that that was, you didn't know you were going to get a divorce. You didn't know all these other things that were going to happen in your world. Let's reevaluate that goal. Yet my main thing that I'm probably going to really be saying is what activities do you need to do to still make your goal a reality? What are the activities that you're not doing big enough? And when they say to me, there's no way I can do those activities. It'd be like, I like to use running. Running's an easy metaphor, even for non-runners, right? They get it. If you want to run a, we'll just say a marathon, and you have a time goal that you want to get there, and you get to the halfway point of the marathon, and you're not on pace for the, the finishing time that you want, I can say to you, Jeremy, run faster. Right, pick up your pace so you can still get there. You'd look at me and say, "There's no way. Like I, I humanly can't go faster than I'm currently going. <laughs> I'm already exhausted." Right? When it comes to it. okay, then we have to reevaluate what that goal truly looks like, and we have to wonder what forced us to set that goal where it is in the first place. Right? Mm-hmm. Take that into your business. Right? Just because you wanted to sell a hundred homes this year for realtors, or you wanted to have a hundred widgets, or whatever it is that's not a goal. That's an I wanted. Mm. And did you really build the plan to have it? Greatest book, other than of course, you know, yours and mine. One of the greatest books that everybody should read and understand is the 12 week year, right? Yeah, that's a great book. 12 week year is so powerful. And what does he say in it? He says, get yourself to a point You do not set annual goals. You set quarterly goals. And the first week of the quarter is January. The second week of the quarter is February. And you've got 12 weeks. And then you get a week of vacation. Congratulations. Here's four weeks off as well if you follow the plan. And you'll exceed your goals because you don't sit there and say, well, it's January. I have lots of time. It's February. I have lots of time. It's March. I have lots of time because all of a sudden that's the end of the first month of your three month. That's actually your year. It's a fantastic book for people who want to know more about goal setting and more importantly, goal achieving. I heard something in there. I want to kind of ask you a question around. I hadn't thought about asking you this until you mentioned it. Sure. Say somebody wants to close 100 homes a year, but they're not doing the activities or not tracking for that. I think one of the things I picked up in your conversation is why, why have that goal? And I think sometimes people or business owners, they'll set goals because of what they think others should think of them then. Does that make sense? Like they think, well, I should, I should be here. Right. And it's not necessarily the goal for them. Can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah. If look, when you set a goal, there's four things, Jeremy, I talk about in the book. There's four things I talk about for a goal. I don't like the SMART acronym. Okay, because most people don't know what it truly stands for. And now all your audience is saying this is what it stands for. And you're wrong. You've gotten one of the letters wrong in there. Believe me, you have. Okay, and I won't get into it. So I I said, look, I'm going to make it simple. And the acronym is time because all goals must have time involved with them. And that's what the T stands for. Right. There's a timeline. So I have to say in a week, in a month, in a year, whatever that's going to be. Okay, I'm going to skip I because I is the one that makes the difference. Okay. M is it's got to be measurable. You can't set a goal that says I'm going to be better. Prove it. Right. I I love Chris Nickich. I mean, the the kid's an amazing, and he says he's 1% better every day. And boy, I believe him when he's, but can he prove it? 
right? I mean, yes, he goes out. I mean, the first Down syndrome kid to to run a, an Ironman. I've never run an Ironman, so God bless him, right? That's amazing. But the goal, and I hear this from other people, not just him. Get one percent better every day. Prove it. Yeah, Brichard talks about that, right? You you can't measure that. It's mm-hmm. not measurable to say I'm one percent better every day. So it's got to be measurable. Fourth, the E is there has to be effort, right? You can't say I'm going to be rich and then just sit on your sofa, wait for the lottery ticket. There's no effort. If there's no sweat coming from you doing the activity, you're never going to make a goal a reality. Now, Jeremy, that's timeline. It's measurable. It's effort. Let's go back to what the I stood for. And this is the one that most people miss. A goal has to be important to you. Mm. Because as soon as you set a goal, as you said, because of other people, you'll never achieve the goal. Never achieve the goal because it doesn't matter to you. It has to be a, it matters so much in me that I'm going to do everything I can to get there. All right. How many people, and forgive me again, folks, because I'm going to go somewhere that's not necessarily business, but everyone gets it. How many people say, oh, I wish I could lose weight. They don't mean it. It's not important to them. They haven't had that heart attack that the doctor said, change everything or else right? Or they they just don't care enough. So they want to do it. And if they lost some pounds, they'd feel good. Yet they immediately go right back to where they were. Then there's the people who say, no, it's important to me. I found out I'm going to die. I have this. My kids are born and I want a different life because of that. I, I, whatever it is, right? Health becomes a focus for those people because it's important to them. I want to sell X number of homes. You should never say it that way. I want to help X number of people, first of all. What makes it that important to you? Well, if I can help them, my family can have this because I'll make this income off that. Great. What makes that important to you? Because if it's not important to you, it doesn't matter. You're never going to go make it happen. Yeah, and and one last thought on that is you you can't have a goal without any of those. So it could be important to you we'll go back to weight loss. It could be important to you, but you don't put in the effort to change it. Correct. You got to have a timeline, which means when's it going to happen by whatever the goal is. You got to be important to you. It's got to be measurable. It can't just be a fuzzy wuzzy thing. And there's got to be effort. You've got to be willing to put in the work. That'll make goals reality. All right. So I want to get to the question ladder. One last question about goals. So we're getting gotten to past June. We're heading towards the fourth quarter. We're really in the fourth quarter. What if you're ahead of your goals? What do you do right now? You didn't set your goal high enough, right? Audience, ask yourself this question, or I'll ask you this question. Answer this question, I should say. How many of you have ever achieved a goal before? Put your hand up if you've ever achieved a goal. Okay, great. Your goal was too low. Here's the thing I want you to get from this. Goals are not meant to be achieved. Goals are meant to stretch you to new heights. Goals are not meant to be achieved. If you are achieving a goal and high-fiving yourself, it means you could have done more. So you didn't set the proper goal. I would prefer to set a goal to sell 20 widgets and sell only 18 instead of setting a goal to set six, sell 16 widgets and sell 16 and give myself a high five because there's two more I made by setting that goal a little farther out, Jeremy, and forcing myself to push for it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I always tell my clients it's the the donkey and the carrot on the stick, right? Like the donkey can't ever get the, that's the only way to make the donkey go forward. 
Yep. So don't let them have the carrot. It's got to be out there in front of you enough to entice you and keep pulling you in that direction. You get the carrot, it's over. Yes. You, if the carrot's too it. close, donkey's going to get the carrot. If the carrot's too far, donkey doesn't even see the carrot or doesn't believe the donkey can reach the carrot. The carrot's got to be right here. And here's the thing. The donkey never gets the carrot. Now, in real reality, you give the donkey the carrot when you get where you were going. Okay. But the donkey would never get the carrot as long as that ride goes. Folks, that needs to be your goal. That carrot, it's pulling you. And at the end of the quarter, week, month, whenever it is that the goal term was, you should come up just short of still being able to get that carrot. Now, you can reward yourself with the carrot, yet you should be able to look back and go, holy crap, I didn't get where I was going, yet look how much farther I went than I thought I could. That's what it all comes down to a goal setting. Yeah, and I think it's important. I had this conversation with a client today, and it was about journaling, right? And putting down the things that you do each day and how you felt about it, like what did you achieve? And the purpose of it is to be able to get back at the end to look look at how you've come in that journey. So it's yeah. like the same thing with the setting the goal is you want to get back once you get to the goal or beyond, and hopefully you never get to it, right? It's out there in front of you. But being able to look back at the journey and the growth that has come along the way, I think that's that's an important part of goal setting that we don't talk about is the reflection on how you got from A to B. Jeremy, have you read The Gap in the Game? I've right. not. I've heard of that book, but that's... I'm you don't need to now. read it. Look, you don't okay. need to... Just, right. Audience, yep. you don't need to read it because it's the same story just told like a lot of times. It's not one of my favorite books, but it's a brilliant... And he's right with the concept. So many of us are looking forward at the gap, right? Just to what you were saying. We think, oh, we should have done 100 widgets and we only got to 80 widgets. Dang us, right? We're 20 widgets. We're looking at the gap. Yet, if you look back at the gain and realize that last year you only did 50 widgets, you'd be like, holy crap, look how far I've come. Okay. And we need to do that every single day in every single area of our life. Stop focusing on the gap. You can look at it and say, what do I need to do to cross this gap? Yet, take a good look at that gain and realize how far you've actually already come. You'll find the satisfaction there, which will make you happier, which will give you a happier life. I've just. Yeah. Book reported it for all of you. Book report. I don't have to read it now. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's one thing you taught me I, and I've, I've implemented in my life is don't read it unless it applies. And uh, so so thank you. You helped me there. Um, so yeah, it's it's that, that reflection I think is important with goal setting because that's going to help you when you set your next set of goals. You know, being able to see that, that journey and where you've come. Uh, you know, the, the same individual I was talking to this morning, uh, you know, I said, you don't realize how much you've grown because you're in it. You're doing it every day. You've got to slow down and re reflect and look at where you've come from. And I, I think that's a, a healthy thing to do, with, especially with goals. Yes. Is, and it'll help you the next time you set them. All right. Question ladder. Tell me what the question ladder is. Look, questions matter. Questions are the single most important tool we all have in our lives. And here's the thing. The words we use in our question matter. So just like the lower rung of a ladder doesn't get you very far and the top rung of a ladder gets you a lot farther, these questioning words, the five W's and the one H that we'll all remember from school, they go in an order that nobody ever taught you. That's the question ladder, Jeremy. You What's want to talk lowest, about it? You want to low, teach yeah. them the ladder? Yeah, the lowest form question is why. Yeah. It's why. Why? Okay? Mm -hmm. Why? And I'll tell you why, why is the lowest question, right? We call these failing questions. 
Think about the number one person who's asking the why question all day long. It's the three-year-old in the back seat, right? Why, 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 why? Okay, they're failing at life. Let, let's just be honest about it. If you left that three-year-old on their own, they wouldn't make it. They don't know anything and they are attempting to learn everything. So they're just walking around asking why questions, thinking they're getting the results, okay? Why is the sky blue? Why do fish swim? Why does, you know, it tastes, everything tastes like chicken, right? Why, why, why? All these things that they're asking. The other question that you'll hear with why is a defensive question, right? So I'll say to you, son, like, Jeremy, why you got your room set up like that? Right. You immediately have to go defensive. Well, Chad, it's the lighting is the best. And this is and so I can stand up and I can turn around and work at that desk that's behind me. Right. And someone's saying to me, well, Chad, why do you have a giant poster of your book on the wall behind you? And dang, I can see a reflection of the window in it and stuff. It's like because my wife bought it for me and it motivates me every single day. I have to become defensive about the answer. So when we ask why questions, we are either failing as a child and we're just asking dumb, stupid questions, attempting to hope we learn something from it, or we're asking questions that are putting people on the defensive. So stop asking why questions, everybody. Think about how many times the word why comes out of your mouth. That's the number one question word that is used, and it's the weakest of all of them. Well, I think it, I was always taught it's, it's the victim's question. Yep. Like, why me? Why does this always happen? Why am I not getting enough leads? Why am I not closing deals? You know, why can't I be like that person? And you could just hear it the way that I was asking it. It it makes me the victim. Yep. And you can't solve any problems when you're the victim. Nope. That's it. You're, you're coming from a place of asking stupid questions, putting people on defensive, or as you've said, putting yourself in a victim mindset. Up the ladder. Where do we go? How? How is next, Jeremy? How is what we call a survival question? Because these are people treading water. How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I learn this? How do I, how do I get more business? How, do, how does the dang copy machine work? How does, how does, how does, these aren't things that are moving you forward. These are things that are just keeping you where you are. So we ask a lot of how questions and how questions, <clears throat> excuse me, how questions are what we call survival questions, you're just making it by asking the how questions. You're not in a growth mindset yet. You're in a treading water for dear life. Okay. Now here's the, the sad truth. The 80-20 rule rears its ugly head again. And 80% of the questions are why and how. Start listening. You don't believe me, audience? Start listening to yourself and everybody around you. They are asking why and how questions 80% of the time or all the time. And they're being offset by that one person who's asking better questions over here. Stop surrounding yourself with why and how people. They are either drowning or they're treading water that they're going to pull you down just to stay at the surface. Why, how, weak. Yeah, it's, it's hard to find a solution, if not impossible, when you're asking those type of questions and you stay there. Correct. All right, we're going up the ladder. What's next? Okay, so here's a, a wonderful thing for people who like to climb ladders really quickly, right? You play shoots and ladders and all that stuff. You want to go up the ladder fast because what, where, when, boom, boom, boom. They're the next three. They can go in any order, really. They are growth questions. What's next for me? Where do I need to be going to gather that information? 
when is the next opportunity that uh, Jeremy is going to bring on such and such? Or when am I going to be able to finally get into coaching with Jeremy? Or what is, you know, that win may give podcast you mentioned at the beginning or what, what, where, when you are growing. When you're asking what, where, and when questions, you're moving in the right direction. You're looking for next opportunities. You're focused on growth and the gain. You're not sitting back worrying about the gap that's in your life using the book that we talked about. What's the, what's the best way to evaluate? You know, a lot of this is just awareness, right? It's the only uh, thing. What, what's the best way to, to do that? Is it just time and reflection? Is it catching yourself and being like, up, oh, change yep. the question? It's listening to yourself before the words truly come out of your mouth, right? That was always one of my challenges as a kid. My dad always told me that my mouth was faster than my brain, right? You'd speak before you thought about it. And it's become one of those things I've had to work on. And I'll tell you, 50 years later, I'm still not, you know, there on all of it. Yet I will hear myself go to ask you, well, Jeremy, why do you want to talk about the question ladder? Yet I won't let that come out of my mouth. And I'll say, well, Jeremy, what is it about the question ladder you really want to get out of this for your audience? And just hear the two differences in the question, right? Why do you want to talk about the question ladder? Now, Jeremy's got to do Well, because I think it's valuable that you have this concept that you're talking about, right? Instead of me saying, what is it you really want to get out of it? And he's saying, well, I want my audience to start thinking about the questions they're asking better, because if they can think better about the questions they're asking, they'll ask better questions. And if they ask better questions, they'll get better answers. And when we get better answers, we can all grow and succeed and soar, right? So it's, it's, it, it's only hearing yourself and catching those questions when they come out of your mouth. And even if I start a question, I say, well, Jeremy, why do you want to, Jeremy, what is it about the, right? Or where do you want me to go with the question ladder, right? Or when in the call do you want me to get to that? And, and how much of it do you want me to give away, right? So, I mean, folks, it's just going to be listening to yourself. There's no, okay, if I do this, no. Start paying attention to which words coming out of your mouth and try, you know, I hate that word, but try to do your best to catch it before. And if you can't, stop, reframe question, re-ask it to people. That's, that's great advice. And and it's, it's difficult. And I, I appreciate you saying, hey, even after all these years, still working at it. And to, I think the danger is saying we've already gotten there and we don't have to worry about it anymore. I think you're setting yourself up for, for potential failure. And so knowing that it's always a work in process, progress, I think that's important for the audience to understand as well. So wherever they're at today is it's a work in progress. Just start, start today. It's where they are right? Where you are is where you are. There's nothing wrong with it. Some people start here, some people start there, and some people start anywhere on the scale in between. It, it doesn't matter where you are. The question is, where are you going, right? And are you willing to put in the effort to say, I want to be here on this scale and I'm over here. I'm going to get myself. Now, I'd love to be there tomorrow. Yet, as long as I keep getting closer and closer, there are some people, Jeremy, they ask brilliant questions. And you know who those people are, they ask brilliant questions. Like you want them to ask you a question. And then it's sometimes you don't want them to ask you a question, right? Because you know, oh crap, they asked me a question. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, they've just practiced this or didn't even know about it. And they were just gifted or the right words came out of their mouth because their parents used the right, whatever it is. We can all get there. It's just always going to be a journey because even the best question askers ask bad questions sometimes. Oh, all the time. 
Uh, I listened to Ed Milet, probably one of the greatest question askers of all time. Yep. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll hear him ask a question. I'm like, Ed could have probably asked that a little bit better. And he probably yeah. knows it too. Sure. Um, Heat of the moment, emotional, not thinking about it, being caught unaware, not letting the brain catch the words in time. Sure. I'll ask a why and a how question sometimes. Yeah, you can be sure I'll ask one why question before I said, oh, I just asked a why question, right? And I can flip myself back to the what, where, whens, and the last word on the list, Jeremy, everybody should have figured out the best single question word out there, and that's who, right? Who is the best question word you can ask? One, it's the ultimate growth. Who am I becoming? Who should I be spending more time with? Who should I be reading? Who should I be around? Who should I be listening to? And it's also the most powerful one because it's the leverage question. Who else can do this for me? Who could help me with this? Who do I need to partner with? Because I've realized I'm going to go farther with people instead of on my own. Who is the ultimate question we can ask? It's the top of the ladder. I love that. Chad, so if you could give the audience one piece of advice, whether it's related to what we talked about today, the question ladder or goal setting, or something that's just been on your heart and your mind um, about how we can help people progress in both business what? and life. Ask that question again. You didn't mean what? to ask me a how question, right? Yeah. What we no, can do no, to no. help them progress. What, what, what can we do? Yeah, see? Yeah. There you go, right? We I, all do I it. I myself a pretty good question. Yeah, question you're asker. a great question asker, right? Yet even then I'm going to catch you and I'm, you're going to catch me all the time. Here's what I'll say, Jeremy, because it's a post I saw you made in your group. I believe it was in your group recently. Um that got me passionate, right? Got me fired up for people. Stop thinking your life is different compartments, okay? The concept I teach, Jeremy, when, when I teach about this, when I coach about this, it's, an, it's in an ebook that I'm working on right now. It'll be coming out, so I'll have to write it faster than you now when you say, wait, I like that, right? Run. Okay, <laughs> I call it the string theory. And if you imagine a piece of string and on the string are all the areas of your life. And I mean all the areas of your life, your business success, your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your kids, your finances, your exercise, your nutrition, everything, all the different areas of your life are on this string. What I want you to realize is that when you pick one area and pull it up, all the areas around it climb. The whole string goes up. Some areas will go up more than others. Yet all of them, when you pick an area of the string and you pull it down, you pull everything down. And you would ask the question, and I'm, I'm not going to phrase it correctly, yet you were talking about entrepreneurs, your audience here, who put so much effort in succeeding in their business, they're unhealthy, right? Because they neglect. Okay, folks, you can't pull this part of the string up while you're pulling this part of the string down. Because this part of the string, gravity always wins. It will pull the string downward. And if you are neglecting one area of your life, you're pulling that string down. And even if you're pulling really hard up, you're not getting it as far up as you could if the string was even, if that makes sense, as everyone's attempting to picture the string, the ones that are listening. I want you to understand, folks, while you should only have one or two goals, I'm going to sell X number of widgets and I'm going to have the strongest marriage I can possibly have or whatever I'm going to bank and save X amount, whatever... You can't just ignore your health and think that it's okay because if you're not healthy, what's the point in having the business success because you're not going to be able to enjoy the financial rewards that come from it? And if you're not healthy, you're holding back your business success. 
because I can run laps around you because of it, because you're tired, your energy levels are low, you're sicker than I am, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just health specific because that's such a passion to me. It, your question, it doesn't have to be health. If your finances are a complete disarray, it's pulling down your health. It's pulling down your business. It's pulling down your relationship. It doesn't matter. Your life are not separate compartments. When one succeeds, they all succeed. And when one fails, they all start to fail. And the failures will always pull down the successes. 100% true. And, and I, I remember that post and I posted also the other day about coaches that only coach about business. Hey, we're just going to talk about business. And I, I know you don't coach in this manner. I know I definitely don't coach in this manner is that they all have an impact on, on each other. And um, health is a huge component of that. And yes. uh, so I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's going to be a, a great book. Uh, let me know when that's out so I can share that with the audience as well. Well, it'll um, just be a quick, easy ebook, folks. It'll be coming soon. Don't worry about it. Good, good. Big print, short, number, real big pages. print. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Digital, pictures. It'll cost $1.99 or something for you to get. I mean, it'll be a <laughs> cheap, easy one that I whipped off in my sleep one day. I just have to find the time to make it happen. All right. Well, thank you, Chad, for being on the show today. If you haven't gotten a copy of Achieve Your Apex, make sure it gets in the video there. Uh, make sure you get a copy of this. This is a great book. It goes a little bit deeper into the question ladder as well as goal setting. Uh, great information, lots of value today. Appreciate you, Chad. How do people connect with you? Really easy, Jeremy. I I'm I'm the only Chad Himes that's out there. It's H-E-A-M-S. If, if you don't know how to spell it, now you do. It's H-E-A-M-S. You can Facebook me. You can Instagram me. Heck, you can email me. I'm Chad Himes at Gmail. Right. Just email me and say from the podcast as your subject line. I'll look, I'll read, I'll I'll get back to you. Anybody who's a friend of Jeremy is a friend of mine. I'll be happy to answer any questions you've got. Chad, amazing. Thank you for your time today. I know the audience is going to benefit uh, those that made it all the way to the end. Uh, there's great stuff all the way throughout the podcast. And I encourage you, if you heard something today that's that's made you think differently, uh, reach out to Chad or myself and, and let us know. We always love to hear that. Also, it's really important to us that if something has impacted you today, it's probably going to impact somebody else. So make sure that you share the show. And until next time, onward and upward. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.